Emily is back today with a special episode. We did 10 Things I Hate About You. It's a classic. Check it out. It's available on Disney Plus now. No, I am not sponsored by Disney Plus, but that's where I watch the movie. It's also available on Amazon Prime, like pretty much everything else. Um, And yeah, check out the episode we did, Call Me By Your Name, with Emily as well. And interestingly enough... Our time together resulted in two episodes, enough content for two episodes, but the other content I think was better suited for my entrepreneurship podcast, Trep Life. So check out Trep Life, subscribe to Trep Life, and go listen to the episode with Emily over there. It's called Tangents. Uh, Bonus content. We're in between seasons with both podcasts right now, but still dropping some content for you uh just because we're in quarantine season so have at it um please write reviews do the ratings especially for uh follow us on spotify write reviews for google and um apple they're greatly appreciated um comment what you like what you don't like what you want us to improve on we're all ears so um blessings Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just easier editing wise. Um, yeah, no worries. Kind of change it. So thank you for being patient with me. No, of course. I mean, I love having this talk. So um, yeah, great. I'm just I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> great content, though. I'm super appreciative. You were yeah, no worries. dropping a lot of gems. Thank you. Thank you. That's uh, an interesting world right now. <laughs> Make it easy on a a podcaster you know I always I'm always thinking of content this content that so yeah. I know you are as well you know because we have to in the world yeah but. that's that's our brain these days <laughs> but um I'll bring us in and then um we'll just get right to it okay cool all right um so we are back for another round of a relationship review. We went on an incredible journey uh, <laughs> and had a fantastic conversation, but we weren't exactly talking about this movie that we do love and <laughs> know a lot about and we can't wait to talk about. So we're going to try it again. Yeah. Don't worry. You're going to get all the content. It's just more for you. Yeah. You know, I apologize. Just... We we went on a, a tangent. I think I steered us in that direction, but uh, it just... I might we, have. We've... You know, we were just in nostalgic mode. We're, yeah. gonna be, we're still in nostalgic mode, but we're going <laughs> to focus yeah. a little bit more on the film. Yeah. And definitely take it from there. Yeah. Um. So like we said before why we like the film it's very much a 90s film you're gonna hear all of that on another episode so yeah um we're we're giving we're just giving you more so (laughs) you you all should just be happy be grateful yeah i'm excited (laughs) so like we were talking about um this film has uh joseph gordon levitt uh Mm -hmm. young keith ledger young everyone young gabrielle union yeah. Young Julia Styles, uh, Larissa Olin, I can't pronounce her last name, it's but okay, she's on the show called Alex Mack. <laughs> yeah. Um, talented actress. I think she, 
I, I believe she still <clears throat> is in the business. I'm not sure. Um, I, I think they technically all are still in the business. They, they, you know, like LA is hugely populated and a lot of it has to do with celebrities in case they ever get another break or like a second wind of their career. Right. Yeah. I, I would probably do the same. So like, that's not too, uh, th- that's not a jab at them or anybody, but uh, yeah, yeah just I think they so you yeah. never know when you're just, exactly. you'll blow up again or an exactly. opportunity will come your way. So you right. stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You know? Exactly. That's right. You know, the casting director at who didn't select you for one thing might say, you know what, this is perfect for so-and-so. So it just yeah, depends. A director really. you worked with might blow up and want to work with you. Your old friend might work up and want to blow, you know, do a movie with you. You know, yeah. like, like Toby McGuire doing something <laughs> with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio or, yeah. you know, right. that's just the way it works. Yeah, it's true. It's just. Uh... never know. Yep. Never, never know. know when that next opportunity is going to come. Never know That's where right. it's going to come from. So. That's right. Um, who do you actually think um, had the best performance in this film? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, I mean, I would argue Julia Stiles, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I love Heath Ledger, but I, I feel like... Um, it kind of like at times it kind of looked like he was a little uncomfortable in front of the camera, but I think that's just speaking to him being maybe a little inexperienced or a young talent. And I think for Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Larissa playing Cameron and Bianca, they were kind of pulling from their, their past shows of being like, I don't want to say child stars, but yeah, kind of child stars. Um, Yeah. Third rock from the sun for uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And then, um, Alex Mack or she did some other shows as well on Nickelodeon I feel like maybe a Disney show here or there but yeah yeah Yeah, I I mean they definitely feature Julia Stiles more in this movie too so I mean that kind of steers us more in that direction but I I I would argue that her performance was probably the best um she she had to do quite a lot like I, I know she's playing this kind of uh cynic um angry person so like maybe that's not a lot of emotional range there but then she does eventually loosen up and she falls in love and she gets a little happier and she I mean yeah I think I think her performance was really really good in this well I think she has nuances with her delivery right Mm -hmm. like where she maybe like being funny with some of her comments yeah um, right and just her different relationships you see you do see her as a protective sister as well as kind of being very annoyed with her younger sister yeah and then um her relationship with the father thinking that he has this expectation Mm -hmm. um and then her really starting to um enjoy the relationship between uh her and um Heath Ledger's character we'll get more into that later but yeah 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 well, so, what, what did you think? I mean, who do you think had the best performance in the movie? So I was really thinking about it because I was just thinking about Julia Stiles and her career. And I'm like, wow, she did have like a lot of iconic moments. Mm-hmm. And even in some films that I absolutely love. Um, I think I probably it's either this one or O is probably my favorite Julia Stiles film. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I haven't, haven't seen it, but yeah. I was watching O, which is based on Othello, and this is based mm-hmm. on The Taming of the Shrew. And so, yeah. and then um, Save the Last Dance. And so I was just thinking, like, she's been in a lot of iconic movies, but I'm like, she's also worked with, like, a, a good amount of iconic talent. 
Yeah, you know, definitely. Even in Save the Last Dance, um, why am I drawing a blank on her name? I'm just. Uh, I never saw the movie, but I I know you're I know the movie because they, they advertised it so much. So much, so much. It was, yeah. it was a super <laughs> big film. I think it was supposed to help like race relations of the '90s and all that good stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, either case, I am, um, Carrie Washington. So oh, like, okay, yeah. I'm like, okay, I think Carrie Washington is a better actress than Julia Stiles. I would argue that. I mean, even already now. <laughs> right, like, I'm, I'm looking at them now, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And I'm like, then I'm like, I, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, so let me see who, but I remember her doing really well in that film. Yeah. And then there's also another actress in that film who's literally, she's she was, like, on every black show for like a 20 year span and she looks great for her age she's like mm-hmm. i think almost into her 40s now but she looks like she's 20 something she's fantastic yeah. um yeah. straight phenomenal uh but she yeah she she popped up on like every show she had a character arc on some show <laughs> uh she's on a, a show on the own channel now called oh cool uh, what's the show called i um um queen sugar oh really yeah Yeah, she's on queen sugar which is a great show because um all the the writing is prominently done by women and all the episodes are directed by women so it's uh and 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 just even if it wasn't it's phenomenal in its own right it's just great great show one of my favorite shows um yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm ashamed to say I don't know. I didn't know that, but uh, I mean that just makes my heart sing. I'm so happy about. It. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, if you have some time, check it out. Um, because yeah, it, definitely will. And then the uh, they do a uh, kind of like they go into the inside the episode, and it's good to kind of hear just from the various female directors that are using this as a platform. Uh, Ava DuVernay directs a mm-hmm. couple of episodes, and she brings yeah, she's a different legend. people that she yeah. sees. So, um. I, I like it. I, I applaud. I think it's Ava DuVernay's like some of her best work, actually. So, oh, really? Okay. It's, yeah. It's no, good I'm, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm already an Ava fan, but that that really piques my interest to see it. Like for you to say that's her best work, I'm like, okay, this is this is yeah. important. <laughs> I, I think I've seen pretty much everything she's done. Maybe one of her earlier films I haven't seen, but I think I even saw that one. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a, for those of you that don't know about the podcast, I'm kind of a cinemaphile, um, <laughs> real big in the movies and TV shows. It's, you'd be hard to find like a show that I haven't seen at some point or have. I mean, there's of. a, there's a lot of good content out there. So yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with it all, but like, I'm, oh yeah. And, and I know there's a lot of stuff that I miss. Like Amazon has some shows that people say are like really great that I just don't haven't had the time to really get into but who knows if this quarantine things are running out so yeah i mean i've, I've heard some cool stuff like i, I saw a flea bag on a, a friend's account because i was i was visiting that friend and they had amazon prime and i don't that's how i found fle- flea bag and that's like one of my that that probably is my favorite show of all time um but there's also another good one that i have not yet been able to see called tales of the loop and it's by a, a swedish storyteller um and I have his books, so I'm a really big fan. But it's it's this really interesting, like, dystopian, futuristic sci-fi kind of thing. 
But I, I think it's kind of cool because he's like the silent creator, but he's been a major influence for a lot of the bigger sci-fi movies being made today, like J.J. Abrams for Star Wars and Star Trek and stuff. He's been influencing that. He, he's been a big influence for those guys um, for a while. I think that's kind of just side, side note. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like to kind of answer your question. So I was, you know, just thinking about that. Um, I was think, um, thinking in this realm, I'm like, Heath Ledger, I would say would be um, a better actor than, you know, when we look at the totality of his career, Mm-hmm. he's had better moments better performances than julia styles and then yeah as yeah. well as uh joseph gordon levitt mm-hmm. you know um i would put his career ahead of hers as well um yeah and, and i would i would say gabrielle union as well not, yeah, was, not to interrupt I, yeah yeah, yeah. Gabrielle she's done union, some great work definitely and- yeah, and you and I talked about the fact that she looks like she hasn't aged at all. Like maybe grew a little taller and bring it on, but really she just has not changed her face. <laughs> it's at incredible. All. Like I'm very envious. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'll say it again. I'm in love with her. So if anything yeah. <laughs> ever goes sideways between her and my guy Dwayne Wade, you know yeah. I'm here for it. Um, Good. Um, I support. Like I, I would love to come to the wedding. Just yes, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Got that invitation. If it. Nice. Thank but, you. <laughs> no, blessings to their marriage. But anyways, yeah. so I'm thinking yeah. about that for uh, Julia Stiles. But I, um, you know, I think in this film, she probably did have the best performance. Yeah, I really think so. But yeah, I mean, I think that just, that speaks to a lot of actors' careers. You know, you peak at different times. And I'm yeah. not trying to say that she's fallen off and her career is off, is, is bad now, because I, I would never say that. But um I mean, yeah, I'm not watching TV anymore, and I don't really know what she's been in, but I think she had her time, and, um, you know, I mean, who's to say, like, you could always come back, like we talked about earlier, you could always just blow up again, your career gets a second wind. I mean, that's what happened Um, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah, so, I mean, uh, I I hope good things for everybody, Uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting, I think her career, like, definitely had this beautiful, shining moment back in the day, and um, yeah, this was definitely one of her best. Yeah, and so and she's she's pretty uh pretty good in um mm-hmm. O as well. Although even in there, I would say Joe um Josh Harnett probably mm-hmm. has the best performance, even better than uh Mackay Pfeiffer as uh the lead character O. But well, actually, Josh Harnett might be considered the lead. It just depends on how you interpret it. But yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I should see that because I've been hearing good things uh, from you and I'm, I'm really interested in seeing that adaptation, like a modern adaptation of Othello. And actually, uh, Andrew Keegan is in there as well. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he has a big role in there as well, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, you never know, like that, that role could just like bleed over into the next one, but you know, actors won't complain, that's just more for their career, so yeah, go more power to them, go for it, I say. <laughs> plays a, a slightly more um elevated character but yeah that's good yeah yeah <laughs> and, uh, it's crazy so just the you know i i think what we'll do is recommend that you maybe watch the film i think you can watch the film before or after listening to this but um, 
you know, we'll I probably really, have some spoilers. I think we right? will have some spoilers. Yeah. So, like, but I don't want that to deter you from watching the film. It's still worth it. Oh yeah, like it's a good, it's a good one. <laughs> the show I'm watching now, Rescue Me. I have mm-hmm. read spoilers for the show. I have seen the last episode of the show, mm-hmm. but that was a long time ago, so I don't remember everything. And even the spoilers that I read don't really do the plot line justice. You miss a lot of nuance. So still watch it. Still go ahead. Mm-hmm. And thanks to all of you, I you ruined Avengers Endgame for me, so I had to see it with spoilers. <laughs> so, uh, oh, no. you know, just, you know, persevere, go through it. It's still worth the watch. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, like, listen to this and just take the fact that you should definitely watch this movie out and maybe, like, three months from now, well, six months from now, you check it out. It's currently available on Disney+, Plus, so I'll plug Disney+, Plus just for this film. Nice. <laughs> and it's available for, like, three bucks on Amazon Prime, so... It's accessible. Yeah. It's out there. Check it out. But, um, yeah. you know, from the the script, I think, is, like, an 8 out of 10. It's pretty good. As, as, yeah. Uh, particularly in terms of uh, teen scripts, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of times people just mail them in. Yeah. But, um, and it's just, it works on all levels. It works from... The directing, okay, like the guy wasn't reinventing the wheel, but it's it's good. You have a mm-hmm. lot of different shots and more subtleties than I remember actually um, from seeing it from before, just from watching it recently. Uh, uh, what do you, what do you mean subtleties? Like in actors' performances or shots? No, just shot selection mostly. Oh yeah, I you know this is funny because like I'm I'm getting at it from more of a production standpoint, but I can see where the budget went for like almost unnecessary things, you know, uh-huh. uh, like they had a budget for this insane crane shot for the intro. So it's like one long take through a window and we, we would not be able to get that today, but I, it's just like not even necessary to the story. I don't think, but it's just, it's so fun. It's a cool you know? shot. It's a cool shot, exactly. Or like even at the very end where they're doing this insane helicopter shot for the ska band. Yeah. Which, by the way, I think the soundtrack is like so fucking great because, you know, you have this like 90s punk ska music um, that was just like so true to our time. <laughs> um, like have that blend together with the movie is just perfect. But you have this like insane helicopter shot of this band on the roof of this high school. And I looked up the high school. I think they're in in washington state that they actually shot there um but just the exteriors but they they put the band on the roof for like no reason and just had this insane credit roll outro of this helicopter shot of a ska band save ferris and like you would never be able to afford that today like never not in a million years for a million (laughs) dollars you know and it's the the shot that really um kind of threw me for a loop because I just didn't remember it was the um, Mm -hmm. or caught my attention rather uh, Mm -hmm. was the stairwell scene where they're throwing the party invitation oh I love that shot though like again kind of so extra but not needed right didn't advance the plot any which way you don't get a better 
depth of a character or anything. No, but it's like so cool. Like you know, like if you see that shot out of context, you know it's from this movie. Like it's an iconic shot, and it's just like a nothing shot. <laughs> yeah, and it was just cool moments like that that I. And to your point, you're we're not necessarily going to see those type of shots in mm-hmm. modern teen films, but yeah. it was just cool, you know. Yeah. Kind of go back and. We had it good back in the 90s, although you guys have <laughs> yeah. already heard our 90s nostalgia. Yeah. Tangent, so we, we're going to move past that, you know, just for yeah. the sake of staying focused. But You know what a, a funny shot for me was that, like, totally didn't need to be there? Was where, um, you know, Kat, Julia Stiles, confesses that um, she slept with Joey Donner. And uh, she was telling her sister Bianca, and so that's why Kat won't go to the prom, and so Bianca's depressed about it. There's this ridiculous, like, this actually made me laugh because it was so cheesy. There's this ridiculous shot of Kat looking out her bedroom window and seeing her little sister Bianca dressed in this very, like, conservative, perfect outfit, sitting on a tree swing, like, moping, basically. Right. And it was just to, like, convey the emotion that they were having, like, this teen angst sadness for not being able to go to prom. And it was like, yeah, it, it just made me laugh. I was like, it's so cheesy. It doesn't need to be there. But I don't know. I think you just eat up all that cheesiness regardless because it's a 90s nostalgia film. But like you wouldn't like that would just never exist in a movie today. <laughs> like You would just cut it out. Right. Or yeah. yeah, you would probably change the shot before instead of wasting money on even filming it. Right. Yeah, exactly. It just, like, did not need to be there. It was so funny. And, it was, like, it childishly sad. <laughs> and I think there's so many moments like that where I noticed. I'm like, oh, so he wasn't just shooting it pretty straight. Like, he was kind of, like, yeah. mixing it up a little bit. And he had some yeah. thoughts. He wasn't just, like, <laughs> you know, he had some input on how he was uh, filming it. You know, so that was cool to kind of see. It wasn't your straight... Um, you know, teen romantic comedy from back in the day. There had some, yeah, some nuance there. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, the script performances are good. Everyone, even people that you don't see a lot, like um, Allison uh, Janning's character, Janney. Oh yeah, yeah. Her her character, she's funny in those most yeah. adds to the comedy. The dad, I think, yeah. is hilarious, and, and he he's plays great. that he's role a lot so of many movies. times that he's. He, he does. Oh, my God. I feel bad yeah, the for him. The dad or the principal. Yeah. I bet he has <laughs> that, like, it, a though. totally alternative out. personality. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I, maybe, yeah. Like, he just got typecasted. He played that character, like, the dad or the principal yeah. in every single 90s movie. Like, there was a there was a brief one, like, Max Keeble's Big Move. I think that was in the 2000s. Yeah, that decade. was a little later. Yeah, um, but he played the principal, and he just, he was the exact same character, like, super strict, no tolerance for anything, like, kind of neurotic and insane, but so funny, just really good. (laughs) So, yeah, everyone, everyone's really good in the movie, um, there's not, like, a weak performance at all, uh, we don't get to Mm -hmm. see Gabrielle Union's character too much, but she's good, she lights up the times that we do see her. I feel like yeah, maybe in editing she had a little bit more of a character. We saw her yeah. a little bit more. Um, I wish she had more of a character. I just I felt like she got kind of left hanging. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, 
she she was like a cool character i wanted to see more of it they had this cool best friend dynamic and then that there was like some drama where it broke off because she went off to be with joey and bianca rejected him and then i like we don't even know if they stayed friends or made up after that you know like i kind of i wanted more but right uh, we didn't yeah, really get to see that happen. we kind of just saw like maybe the aftermath a little bit of it, it yeah 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 totally so but overall um just really good movie i'm i'm probably gonna watch it again at some point um mm-hmm. you know just because i like it it was it's just it was one of those movies that made me love film yeah i mean i just think it's an overall really good entertaining story i mean you know exactly what you're going in for it's this awesome uh teenage rom-com it's got all the tropes um but you know i i really loved it for the fact that they were kind of championing this uh rebellious non-conformative main character yeah you know because like there's some yeah independent intelligent you know like you didn't get a lot of those female characters back then to just be like outspoken and intelligent and she's you know like in the movie she's a problem for everybody but she doesn't even care and that's the best part about it it was like so 90s like i i correlate it to our music scene like it was so 90s grunge punk ska like anti-everything you know um and I love that, I, but I love that they champion, like, you know, this is like an anti-stereotypical uh, teen love story, but they find each other, you know? So, like, Patrick and Kat are, like, the offbeat people that find each other and are rebellious and punk, and but they still work together. So it becomes this stereotypical love story, but in, like, an anti-way. But Cameron and Bianca, I think, still carry out that stere- that stereotypical story of, like, boy meets girl, uh, boy worships girl, boy tries to get the girl, you know? Um, but like Pat and Kat kind of just have this like uh, back and forth fight going on, uh, trying to be their own person, but they're happy together still being their own person. Right. And I think that's why I love it now as an adult even, because I mean, like you don't even see that in a lot of movies today and you definitely didn't see it in a lot of movies in the nineties. Um, but so I think that was kind of what made it unique back then. Um, and still holds true for today, you know? It kind of reminds me of another film. I don't think this movie came out in the 90s, but maybe early 2000s, but um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Dates. Oh, yeah. I remember that movie. Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, where people just had their guards up so much, and they definitely had alternative motivations for being together. But at the end, Mm -hmm. you do start seeing them for each other and really actually discovering that you like each other. Yeah. You know? So it kind of worked out anyway. Yeah, it kind of worked out cool. when people kind of put their guard down and you get a look mm-hmm. on someone and you're like, hey, we, we can be yeah. together and still be ourselves. We don't have to sacrifice, you know? Yeah. You are or what I'm looking break, for. Yeah. Or like they do break that mold of being uh, put in a box, you know, like even right in the beginning where Pat tries to get this girl's attention, he just thinks she's like some generic chick that's like maybe tough to date or something. And then Kat's just like, oh, you're just one of those guys that, you know, will do anything to, to woo a woman into being with you. Like, you know, both of them are basically saying, go fuck yourself to each other. Um, and then they actually get to know each other for their individual person and figure out like, oh, OK, this person's actually pretty interesting and not at all what I thought, you know. Yeah, where they're having um, that so conversation really cool. where they're talking about um, all the rumors that they've heard about each other. Yeah. Oh God, I love that. That's a great down. scene. Yeah, great scene. And the, 
but you know and I, I think oftentimes in high school we don't do that we don't get the opportunity to ever like address the rumors that someone's heard about us it's just like our reputation oh, totally. everything so if, but, if i heard but it about that's... you it must be true like yeah, but that's that's what pops up in every teen high school movie ever. I mean, you can you could even true. see it today for like yeah, yeah, totally. But like it's it, even like in Mean Girls, yeah. like that happened ten years later down the road, and you still they like they outwardly explicitly say it. It's just like these are the jocks, these are the nerds, these are the anorexics. Here are the theater geeks. You know, it's just like every cafeteria table has their own clique. Um, but that's what high school is all about, and I think that's why it's such a great. I mean, it, the fact that they just like hit it really on the nose for it being a high school movie. That's like what makes it such a great nostalgic film. Uh, you know, they have the classic like teen party that they go to and uh, prom after like that's all very formative, stereotypical high school things. But then, you know, you have this like unique storyline that you're that keeps you involved. And it's really good. Yeah, there's so many just good moments and it's just. It's cool to just kind of see young actors with each other as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just... Definitely. Um, and so, okay, let's kind of get into breaking down each relationship and what works and what doesn't work within the relationship. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we're actually just to switch it up. Um, we'll start with Joey Donner. Mm-hmm. and Bianca. Okay. So... You want me to go ahead or you start? What What are your thoughts on that? You can start, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think they're both trying to fit the mold of the box they've already been put into. They're both popular kids. So, I mean, you could even revert all the way back to the breakfast club for these stereotypes of trying to stick together. Like popular kids are supposed to be with popular kids. Like nerds are supposed to be with nerds or something like that, you know? Um, So I think that relationship kind of starts off interesting. Like they're trying to fit that mold of what they were like sort of born and bred into. Uh, But as that relationship, if you can call it a relationship, like gets further, uh, uncovered you realize hey joey's a popular jerk he's superficial and he fits that mold but bianca is more complex and she doesn't fit that mold and that's that's a good thing you know she's like a nice intelligent kid i think joey has some of the like funnier moments in the film oh definitely like he's definitely comic relief but i think it's because they're poking fun at that stereotype on purpose. right you know and it's um I would I would really like to see how Andrew Keegan was in high school. Like what was his high school experience? <laughs> um if if he was like if he knew how hot he was and like what that did to his uh, ego and attitude and behavior or if he was just like totally not that stereotype. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's like so just f- figuring that out like Brad Pitt in high school. Like how was that? <laughs> well, Oh, but dude, we know. Like, he was probably a nice guy, I think. Yeah, everyone uh, if that. not, If not back, yeah, or like, if not back then, probably now. But he was like also the golden boy, right? Like, he he just had that stereotype of being like high school sweetheart, really good looking, and he was the football star. He was a quarterback. And then he went off to become an actor. Like, and he's one of the most successful ones. Like, you right. know what I mean? 
I don't know. I, I feel like he just jumped right in and totally nailed that role. I, I can't say the same success for his personal life. And I don't really want to dive into that. I feel kind of bad for him and how all of that turned out, but you know, he was just kind of like always, uh, always fitting that stereotype of being the golden boy in high school and then in college and then in uh, Hollywood, Hollywood after and achieving the American dream. No, he's you know? been a list <clears throat> actor for 30 years and yeah, um, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> you know, his, his film company, what's is his film company? Plan, Plan B. B, right? Okay. He he actually makes really excellent yeah. business decisions. Yes. I don't. I mean, like, I don't know if it's just him all by himself. No, I'm sure he has a team. It's like him and a couple still, of guys. Yeah. The executor produces a lot of things, gives a lot of people spotlight, and yeah, they do really good. Like, he does really good stuff um, in producing. I mean, I think he just does acting because he still enjoys it. I I think. Um, <laughs> But uh, he could just be a producer full time, and uh, like he totally crushes it. It's really good. He he, he makes really good decisions. I mean, he partners often with um, what was the company we mentioned earlier? Anna Perini. I always know. Anna, Anna, Anna Perna? Perna. Yeah, Anna Perna. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that company. That's got to be my favorite one. That's uh, I, I I can't say the biggest, but I guess maybe in like the indie world, the biggest right. or one of the biggest. Yeah, I love that company. So, um. You know, I think that viewpoint, and then I'll, I'll kind of go a little deeper into it, but the uh, the basis of, like, the older guy, you know, being attracted to, mm-hmm. you know, I think they're seniors, and she's either a, no, she, they're sophomores. Bianca's a sophomore. Oh, right. I forgot about the age right. difference. So, having, oh yeah. my gosh, he's a senior, he's a model, he's the most popular guy. Yeah. And having that attention. And then also how that right. kind of changes her relationship with um, her best friend. Yeah. You know. Yeah, bro, well, I mean, from her. Joey's, yeah, I mean, from Joey's perspective, though, I mean, that's like just super gross and predatory. But I think that plays more into the sleazeball that he is, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I mean, think about it, like, what's he going to be? Like, if, if you think about this film and these characters and you see them, I don't know, like 30, 20 years down the line, it's probably just going to be that old creeper trying to hit on 18 year olds, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like based on his past glory or something because he peaked in high school or whatever. Yeah, it was. that's weird. You know. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like those old conservative dads on TikTok following you, right? year olds who dance. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, like, I'm almost 30, so I, I unfortunately can't really make that argument, but, yeah, following me, but also, why do they have account have an account so they can watch, like, a bunch of 15-year-old girls on TikTok dance, you know, like, that's fucking gross. Yeah, <laughs> that is weird, you know? don't do that. Uh... They do, though, but I'm saying, like, Joni, Joey Donner would be that character, he would be that guy, like, if TikTok existed this, now, he'd, then, he'd be one and, of those guys living yeah, in his glory. he'd be one of... Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, being on TikTok and creeping on girls like it's that he would be that guy. Like, I know for sure. And so, like, I think also a part of it here's spoiler alert, but the fact that mm-hmm. he he maybe didn't necessarily lose his virginity to a cat, but he definitely took cat's virginity and then wanted to do the same yeah. with his, her younger sister that's mm-hmm. 
Yeah, man. I, I can't co-sign that. Like, That's super slimy. Grimy. <laughs> yeah, it's super slimy. Like, he's got a creepy thing for virgins or just some weird thing of, like... And that was a big uh, thing in being... high school. I, I can speak to that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I... I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast yet, but like I I was never a part of that, but I have friends who mm-hmm. that was their thing. They wanted to take as many girls virginity as they they could. And I I I just never saw the appeal to it. Um mm-hmm. but I I definitely know like I, I think that kind of dissipates a little bit when you go to college. Or not a little bit, but like mm-hmm. because they're usually by the time you're in college and you're fo- if you're focused on college girls rather than continuing to talk to high school girls, you're yeah. in a different mindset. And most girls who are in college have had at least one or two sexual experiences, so you don't really have the opportunity the same way that you do in high school, and you shun it. Yeah, but I definitely, yeah, but I mean, I definitely feel like college versus high school. In college, you're going through more of an individual experience, whereas in high school, you're going through more of a group experience or like a click experience. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like, uh, I mean, if you're in college dating and having sex and all that stuff, like you're probably just getting to know someone as an individual rather than like playing all those high school games and, you know, trying to be the coolest in your click or whatever. Yeah, it's harder yeah, to it, be all popular that, all of that just dissipates. college unless you're oh, an athlete yeah. or something you're not like popular. that or... Or you're an I'm, actress I returning mean, to school, or yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like you're not popular in college. I don't think anyone's popular in college. I think if you are popular anywhere in college, and I mean, like I can't speak to this directly because I had a different experience, but I, I think you know, if you're popular anywhere, it's maybe in Greek life. Right. Like if you're a part of a fraternity or a sorority or something, and then but then you're only popular in that house. Like you go to class and no one knows who the fuck or you are. Or you're popular <laughs> like, in your dorm yeah. room or you have like a big group of yeah. friends. You know. Yeah, totally. Something like that. But it, yeah. it's not the same as it as a traditional popular high school experience. It's not. Yeah, definitely. And I think not. certain people yeah, struggle with not. that transition. Yeah. I mean I know like I struggle just because I had a I was not popular in high school, but I had a really solid group of friends in high school. And then to let all of that go and be on your own in college, that really sucked for me. So, like, I mean, I can't speak from a popular person's point of view or anything like that. But like going from having a really amazing social life to having none or almost none was like really tough for me. And so I I hated it. But yeah, I think I changed on the spectrum. I would go from being like popular to like infamous to just well known or. You know, some, not yeah. always well-liked, but a lot yeah. of people knew me. I was friends with a lot of different people at different times. And, um, yeah. you know, I dated a good amount of girls. So, you know, I kind of had yeah. that, like, somewhat popular experience. But it, it was just yeah. weird. You know, I, I was not, no, I was not yeah. Joey Donner in high school. <laughs> that wasn't me. I, I, I don't think there's a character in the film that would act accurately depict my high school experience but i you know oh i would definitely i would definitely relate to cat scratch like i I mean yeah i mean all of my friends were like the smart kids you know and so i don't i don't know if i would consider myself a smart kid but i was in that group and you know they all went off to become like engineers and and doctors and like insanely successful people (laughs) um and i was like the weird one that just wanted to make movies um 
but I was definitely, I definitely had like a huge stride of rebellion and stuff, but in a weird way, like I did martial arts and I did stuff that was my own and offbeat, but I was still a good student, if that makes sense. So like I did my own thing and I marched to the beat of my own drum, but I was still getting good grades and I was working hard and I was studying because I was friends with the smart kids and they all prioritized that, you know? Um, But then like the rebellion came out really huge in college. So it just like kind of, followed up after so but I guess that's a story for another time but um yeah I love Kat Stratford's character because she's just she's intelligent so she's already really good at school um she's this like weird quirky uh creative person but she has the confidence to carry herself um and she's kind of just you know like angsty and grungy and she listens to her own music and yeah I mean I, I really relate to her character and I love her character. And um, I also really love Pat because he's just the male version of her. So yeah, he was like a huge crush for me back in the day and still is <laughs> his character, you know? Good. And I, I think um, good character for him. Let's, mm-hmm. let's move to Bianca and Camry. Say, uh, what do you mean? Say Bianca that again? Bianca and Cameron. What did you think about their relationship? How it evolved? oh i mean i again like the age difference i think plays really big into that because i mean comparing like pat and kat's relationship versus cameron because they're both young like i think yeah but i think it represents i think their relationship represents like the young innocent first love whereas kat and pat are like kind of jaded already and they're adults when they're still kids you know and they they're cynical about the fact of of that you know, but I think Cameron and Bianca are like this sweet, innocent, just figuring out what love is, just trying to get a foothold of like knowing who they are. Um, so I think it just it targets a younger audience. But I mean, that's what that's what this movie was about. Right. Like it was trying to target like preteens and teenagers because it got both age groups. Um, but yeah, I definitely think Cameron and Bianca are like the Disney version of first love and then. Patrick and Kat are, you know, definitely for an older demographic uh, when maybe you've already had your heart broken, which I mean, yeah, clearly they did. Like Kat had her heart broken by Joey and it changed her. Um, And, you know, Pat has like an interesting backstory and stuff. And so I think they just like lived more life. And so they kind of know themselves better and they're getting off to college and they're doing their own thing. And, you know, it's just like an older version of, of that. You see, like from my perspective, I would mm-hmm. say that um, Cameron did entirely too much and tolerated entirely too much in that Definitely. nine times out of 10, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think it would have worked out between him and Bianca, but I'm glad it did. I'm happy for them, you know, because I, yeah. I do think the film shows enough where she has somewhat of a, she's able to discern that, Cameron is a better fit for her. He's more genuine. She's able to put aside mm-hmm. the vanity and the popularity that, and um, the opportunity that would come with being with Joey versus being with him. So I, I, I do think she, she does actually do that in a genuine way. I think it's mm-hmm. brief, but we do see that something change in her where she makes that decision. Yeah. But I, I think, I mean, they even point that out directly in the yeah. movie. Like, uh, right before like at, at the high school house party you know right before cat is about to throw her guts up and patrick's trying to take care of her 
but Cameron's bothering him and saying like, oh, she showed up, um, Bianca showed up with Joey and, you know, I'm trying to do all these things and she's just not noticing me and this, this sucks. But Patrick says, look, if you really like her, is all of this trouble worth it? You know, it's kind of just like playing to that button of, um, you know, undying love. And like, if you really want to pursue something, like you really need to right. go for it. Uh, and true love really does exist. And, it, you know, the good guy does win in the end. Um you know, whether or not that's true in real life, I can't say. But uh, in this movie, it's nice to believe that that is a truth. And so he persists. But, you know, like, he is about to give yeah. up at the party. He was just like, screw this. Like, I'm getting trampled on. You know, I don't want to do this. This is a huge blow to my ego and my heart. And fuck this. Um, and then Pat's like, hey, is she really worth all this trouble? Then keep going. You know, go do it. And he, and Patrick even has the same storyline for Kat. He has to like keep pursuing her over and over. Um, yeah. So I think that's like a huge theme that plays in the movie for both of their, for the A line, the A storyline of the romantic relationship and the B storyline of the romantic relationship. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I'll say this as well. If Cameron, if you, if you have similar game to Cameron, come holler hmm. at me. Check me out on uh, IG. I do consulting as well. So we can get your mind right, get your game better. And you don't have to be out here like Cameron <laughs> and paying a bunch of people and conspiring to get your girl. You can just approach her in a more direct way. There, there are better ways out there. So mm-hmm. I'm here for you. Gang Grooves is here for you. Anyways, we're moving on to the main couple. Cat. <laughs> yes. Kat. Yeah, Cat and Pat. <laughs> I, I only noticed the similarity of their names like when I recently uh, rewatched this movie like two days ago. I didn't even think about it because he always goes by right. Patrick. But I thought, oh, that's like not very clever. They're not trying too hard. It's just Pat and Cat. <laughs> you know, I thought that's that was their so name. Funny. Yeah, their couple name. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think that they work really well as a couple. I do too. Um, yeah, I love this dynamic. I think they balance each other out a lot um, just because they can kind of mm-hmm. understand each other since they both have very vast um, reputations or I, I should say they have very um, differing um, reputations than who they actually are, what their character is actually like. Um, and so yeah, I think they, they can, can just relate to each other on that. And I think that they're just compatible, just given their different life experiences. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they both have experienced loss. They both are misunderstood. They both just want to be themselves. And mm-hmm. they're both willing to, like, evolve together. Yeah. But I think this is, I mean, maybe this is kind of a, a dark thing and like I'm reaching a little bit but I kind of like the idea that if both of them are just kind of like angsty and grungy and cynical you know each one individually they're suffering but I think it's kind of a beautiful thing to like suffer find that person that can you can like suffer together because you get each other and you see the grander uh, scheme of the world and how society works and how some things are trivial and ridiculous and other things are important but you know, most people don't notice the good things that are important. They're just kind of like sheep just following, you know, but these people are off doing their own thing. And it's kind of nice to find that other person that's like also off doing their own thing. And that's why they fit so well together. Absolutely. And also, yeah, 
Um, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I, I think that just like they just work to me on a, like a lot of different levels. Like I think even though yeah. initially they were trying to figure out like who would actually date Cat, who would work for. I think he was a great obvious answer. They, oh, they yeah. just seemed to just mesh really well. I and I'm kind of like not sure why they maybe didn't initially see that in each other at first as well you know like we're not so different from each other it took a little while but they got there where they you know were understanding the common layer their commonalities between Mm -hmm. each other um but i have to say this i would not recommend guys pursuing a woman to the level that they were that uh patrick was pursuing um cat only for the simple fact that it if she didn't like you, it borderlines on stalking. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta, kind yeah. of, and, and it wasn't stalking. It wasn't depicted like that in the film. I'm not saying that, but it was a lot of effort. It was continuous effort after being rejecting, after being rejected and showing mm-hmm. up where you think she'll be. And it just kind of gets weird. Don't, don't yeah. get into all of that. Yeah. Well, t- times have definitely changed. And I mean, you and I talked about this before too, uh, but you know, back when I watched this the first time, I never really thought of this, but now seeing it today with new societal norms and, and uh, social commentary, I mean, both, uh, both men treat, well, actually all of the men treat, <laughs> treat these women like property, right? Because they're going on a bet and, uh, tr- you know, just trying to see if they can own this woman or like literally play this woman and tricking them into falling in love with them. And uh, you can speak more on this because I have not read Taming of the Shrew, but you told me that um, in the, in the original play that it, this is loosely based off of um, it's like, it's actually like a very abusive yeah, relationship. It's right. Pretty. Yeah. Um, it's way worse. It's more toxic, you know, the mm-hmm. word of the day. Yeah. And Taming of the Shrew. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way more abusive. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I think this is a an excellent adaptation because I think it mm-hmm. we still get to cover a lot of the same themes and have similar characters, but I think just the way the characters are put together and how even though um, Cat is villainized by the outside world, I don't feel like the audience mm-hmm. sees her as a villain and i think that's really important. yeah definitely not because yeah i think in yeah. the taming of the shrew you do see uh the catherine or katrina katarina character as a uh, villain so yeah but then you mentioned that the uh her love uh or the, the guy who's supposed to be uh her future husband or something like that like starves her and yeah, like, locks and he her up. End up marrying her. her. He to... does a lot of like manipulative yeah, things. But... It, it's weird. It's a lot. Yeah, but like to 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 tame her into yeah, being and his wife. Yeah, and at the end, give the monologue insane. where she's talking about how <laughs> she made the best wife and how he actually tamed her oh, and yikes. how women aren't meant to <laughs> argue and like just a really submissive Ooh, yikes. sort of um monologue there. So. Yeah, we didn't get that from Kat in this Ugh. film, which is good. So, so they, Thank they God. changed. Yeah, no way. <laughs> I, I think that they, I'm glad it was a very loose adaptation. 
Me too. I mean, that's why this movie is so likable. It just plays on those, not to defend any sort of toxic behavior whatsoever, but I think, you know, first of all, sign of the times, uh, this is a teenage rom-com, so it was always set for the man to pursue the woman, and the boy is supposed to get the girl, even though we're following Kat, who is the female protagonist in the story. Um, So, like, sign of the times, it was more acceptable back then. Um, But two, also... You know, these are like petty little high school games. You know, there's like, I, I think everyone can have an experience from uh, or a, a story to tell from high school where they played some kind of silly little teenage game that, you know, in, in the real world would be completely unacceptable. But the world of high school is so small. And being a teenager, you know, everyone's just discovering each other and themselves and hitting puberty and do you like this person do you like that person try to get a date with this person try to get a date with that person you know like it's um it's just such a small stereotypical teenage thing um yeah so i i feel like because you know you kind of know what you're going in for when this movie it's it's just a little more excusable and and i i shared this with you earlier i definitely have had Mm -hmm. the experience of you know, being involved with bets on can I get this girl or I'm going to pay you, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do something for you if you go out with someone for me or, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, particularly back then, I never viewed it as like, oh, this girl is my property or that mindset just didn't apply. Right. But yeah, you can definitely see why and I'm, I'm going to say this to the guys, first and foremost, like, <laughs> can you see why women would feel like when you participate in that behavior, or I'm going to say when we participate in that behavior for the sake of conversation, I'm not trying to shame anyone or play, run a guilt trip, but just like, <laughs> can you see right. why that could be viewed as someone seeing you as property? Yeah. And then. You yeah, know, definitely. learn from it, grow from it. Mm. You know, it, it's just just open up your horizons. That's all. That's all we're trying to do here on Game Group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, just for the sake of this movie, you know, it's like a, a wonderful, entertaining, digestible, sweet rom com that you can get in what? What is it like? Two hours? An hour and an a hour half, and a half? Yeah, something? It's not long. Yeah, and it's a it's a '90s piece of nostalgia. So you know. That's the. I think that's another great thing about the '90s film stuff is that you you don't ever really have to go that deep with it. Of course, we're far more, um, you know, just older and wiser today uh, to know better and not apply that to real life situations. But yeah, you know, it's it's just a, a nice, fun little '90s film, uh, teen rom com. And I think if you just stop there and go into it, you can still like easily enjoy this movie it's just fun you know absolutely so we yeah. highly recommend it um do you have any final mm-hmm. thoughts on the film you want to share um i don't know about final thoughts i think we said everything but yeah i mean I, like i said it's just it's a great fun little 90s throwback and it's good characters good acting um oh actually you know what i do want to give a little quick shout out to the teacher mr yes, morgan very funny i so funny is like incredible comic relief um I, again like i mean i know we mentioned it now so it's obvious but uh you know when i watched this movie the first time i didn't really pick up on all the shakespearean references i just thought that was like a 
uh, common thing to use Shakespeare language as like a, a form of romanticism to to like woo people into into dating each other. So I thought that's why it existed. I didn't realize until later that it was based off of um, or loosely based off of Taming of the Shrew. But it, like Mr. Morgan even raps Shakespeare, which I think for the '90s that was like pretty fucking cool. You know, we didn't get that a lot. Um, but he was just like too cool, like literally too cool for school. I mean, he didn't take any kid's shit and he was not like the weak uh, teacher type, you know, he was like just better. And I, I loved it. I loved his character. <laughs> yes. Always like sending cat out of class sometimes for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, I mean, that's the best part. You know, he just like didn't give a shit. <laughs> I love yes. him. But, uh, he's great. Yes, he, he was excellent comic relief. So yeah, yeah even I think that's the thing I like about the movie a lot. Even the characters we don't see a lot or really get into their backstories, they're just funny. They just yeah. provide great moments. Yeah, or like Allison Janey, which she plays Miss Perky mm-hmm. or something. Um, you know, she's like <laughs> writing erotica at a school. Which I think is just like so funny. Yeah. It's great. So, yeah. Well, definitely go check out this movie um hopefully you come back and uh do another relationship review with us at some point yeah i'd love to these are so fun you know i love talking about this stuff and yeah so check out the film 10 things i hate about you and a teen romantic comedy and let us know your thoughts um on the film let us know your thoughts on this episode and Be sure to subscribe to Game Gurus, and we will see you on the next episode. Oh, wait. Plug all your stuff before we go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. Can't forget that. (laughs) Um, Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry, I wasn't uh, thinking about it. Um, Okay. Uh, Well, I'm doing TikToks now, (laughs) Um, and my tag is msven13. But all of the E's are threes because they wouldn't let me just keep my original tag with letters. Uh, I don't know if that's like a Gen Z thing. It's weird, but whatever. Um, msven13 is also my Instagram. And uh, yeah, we're uh, doing that um, Los Angeles film series on Seed and Spark. It's going through festivals. Uh, If anyone can help with distribution, we're seeking distribution um so we can get it out into the world and show people uh and yeah we're really proud of those eight short films that we did and yeah just uh ready for quarantine to be over so we can keep making good stuff absolutely we'll check everything (laughs) that she just mentioned out she has a lot of great things going on and like we said we'll see you on the next episode again okay